In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, my beloved, the gospel, or the theme of this week, is uh, Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. And the gospel comes to us from John chapter 14. And the Lord says that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the Lord is the truth and the source of all truth. And contrary to the truth is the lie, is the lie. I want to speak a little bit, um, maybe perhaps for the next couple of weeks, about the sin of lying. The sin of lying is one of those sins that's so common, it kind of flies under the radar. People think that it's, you know, it's a small kind of sin. So I want to speak a little bit about lying and how dangerous it can be. We might look at it as being something small, but the implications of this sin can be catastrophic in our life. Um, we'll speak, um, because maybe there are many points, we'll speak a little bit um, today about uh, what's a lie, the types of lie, and perhaps um, some of the dangers. Next week we'll speak about why is it that we lie. And just to kind of split up the points that we can kind of take home, I'll do a few uh, this morning and a few uh, next week. So at least we have something to apply during the week. So what's a lie? Simply put, the lie is just an untrue statement. This is in its simplest definition. It's an untrue statement. But if we look at more of a moral definition, lying involves the act of conveying false information with the intention to deceive others. So it's conveying something false information with the intention of deceiving uh, someone else. Or I distort the truth or twist the truth, again, to mislead or manipulate someone else. Um, of course, sin, as we know, is a lie. It's the ninth commandment of the Ten Commandments. The Lord says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. This bearing of false witnesses lying against them. So it's one of the Ten Commandments. And in Proverbs chapter 12, uh, the Lord through Solomon says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Lying lips are on an ab- abomination to the Lord. Um, also, in regarding lies, sometimes we get into the habit of categorizing lies. So we say, okay, this was a lie or this was a white lie. Once we begin to categorize things, these categorizations are just simply ways of justifying the lie that I uh, said. So it's best to not categorize lies by white or black, but just keep them all uh, black or um, under the same name of a lie. So what are the different forms of lies? Um, the first form is the, you know, the upright denial of truth. You know, it's just like, for example, um, if you say, did you steal your sister's pencils? And he says, no, but he really did. This is just denial of the truth, a lie. Or you might say, uh, did you say, what, did you say this to your coworker? And you say, no, I didn't say it. But in actuality, you know that you really said it, right? So it's just, first is the denial of the, the truth that I know of. Um, or can you say, did you copy so-and-so's homework? No, I didn't copy it. Although you know you copied it, you took their paper, and you just transferred everything to your paper, right? So these are just the denial of the truth. The blatant at its rawest form is the denial of the truth. The next form is avoiding the truth. Avoiding the truth. If you remember when God um, appeared to Cain, or he spoke with Cain after he killed his brother Abel, he said to him, where is your brother? The right answer, the true answer would have been what? I killed him. But what does he say? 
Am I my brother's keeper? Am I, am I responsible for my brother's whereabouts? So he's avoiding the truth. The truth is, I, you killed him. But he's trying to avoid the question by, you know, as they say in Arabic, you know, they won't answer the question directly, but they go around it, and you have to assume what they're trying to say. Uh, Adam as well. Adam, uh, when God spoke to Adam, he asked him, have you eaten of the tree that I told you you shouldn't eat from? And instead of saying, yes, I ate, I'm sorry, forgive me, what does he say? Well, he told him, the woman that you gave me is the one who gave me and I ate. But the right answer would have been, yes, I did, right? But he, he doesn't do that. He tries to avoid the truth to go around. This is a type of lie. Now, it's important here to mention that not every uh, question, uh, avoiding a question is not always a lie. If I avoid a question, it's not always a lie. I'll give you an example. The Lord Jesus Christ, when the chief uh, priests and the elders, they came to him, and they asked him, by what authority did you drive out the money changers and you do these things in the temple? By what authority do you do these things? The simple answer would be, by the authority of God, because I am him. This would be the simple answer. But what did the Lord say? He said to him, I also ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I will likewise let uh, tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from, where was it from? From heaven or from men? So he didn't answer the question directly. He asked him, okay, I'll answer your question if you answer my question. And he gave him a question which they couldn't answer. The purpose of, of this was to show their intent. Their intent was not to inquire, but, you know, uh, it was um, to find a fault against him and to hold it against him, right? So not always when we avoid a question is it something that's a lie. Not always. Um, so we have to keep this clear. And it's important to note, and I'll mention it perhaps later, is that not every question that we're asked must be answered. Not every question that we're asked must be answered. Um, and we'll explain, you know, this a little bit later. Another form of sin is the, uh, of lying is the uh, lying of omission. And this, uh, usually involves intentionally leaving out or withholding some kind of information with the purpose of, you know, uh, driving the people or somebody else to come to a wrong conclusion. So I'm going to leave out some information so they come to a wrong conclusion. For example, if uh, me and someone else are involved in you know, shoplifting, for example, or something that we got caught, and then I say, yes, this is what happened, but I leave the part out of where I maybe encourage this person to do this, or I facilitated them doing this. Why? So I'm innocent. And the other person is the one who's held responsible. Right? So I'm leaving out important information um, or incomplete uh, to make the person come to an incomplete conclusion. This actually happened with our father Abraham, with both Pharaoh and Abimelech. When they both saw how beautiful Sarah was, they said, who is she? And she said, and Abraham said, well, she's my sister, which is true. Is Sarah was his half-sister. But why? what was the purpose of their asking this question? Because they wanted to marry her. So the right and correct answer would be, she's my wife. Although she's the sister, but the situation or the circumstance is begging the question whether is he is she your wife or not. And he said, no, she's my sister. So he, you know, withheld information that was pertinent to the king. And actually both of them, they rebuked Abraham. And they said, why do you, you know, do this to us? You know, you should have just, you know, told us the truth. So this is omission. Another type of uh, lie is the lie of fabrication. 
And this is uh, creating false information or events that really never occurred. You kind of make up a story to, you know, convince somebody uh, of something or to deceive somebody or for some personal gain or perhaps for amusement or manipulation. By the way, some people say, or some people believe, that when I lie for the sake of amusement, that's okay because I made everybody laugh. Again, this is the categorizing of lies, you know, of sin. We shouldn't do this. The lie is a lie. Whether I say it as a joke or whether I say it as serious, the fact is that I said something that wasn't correct. And this is again um, uh, what happened with uh, uh, Ananias and Sapphira, where they fabricated the story that they sold everything that they um, uh, that they sold the land for a full amount, and this is what they gave to the church. This is was a fabrication of a story. Also, exaggeration is also a type of lie. Um, and this is the stretching or magnifying of the uh, of events that really happen. You know, so something maybe, something happens small, but if I'm telling the story, I want people to laugh or to be interested in the story, then I'm going to exaggerate it and add details and so on. And this is usually tied to gossiping. Gossiping, you know, often isn't the accurate, you know, transferal of information. Each person adds their own kind of spice to the story. So by the end, the story is very intriguing, very attractive, and all of this, and it's worthy of sharing. But if it was a you know, raw story, maybe nobody would care, right? So exaggeration is a type of lie. Um, if you remember, in the, the, before the people of Israel went into Canaan, Moses, they sent, uh, sent spies into the land um, of Canaan to get an idea of what the land looks like. And the, the spies went there and they looked at the land and the people there and they were scared of them and said, no way we're going to defeat these people. So when they came back and reported this, what did they say? They said, uh, and this was driven by their own fear. So they were scared. So then this fear then led them to exaggerate what they saw in the land of Canaan. They said, the land uh, through which we have gone as spies in the land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. So they said, like the people in the land, they devour their own inhabitants. I don't know what that means, but they were so big and they were so scary, is what they're saying. There, uh, there we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and, we're like, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So they exaggerated. They said they looked at themselves as being like grasshoppers, and they said, "Surely these people, because they're so big and they're you know tall, they look to us probably like we're grasshoppers." This was all an exaggeration. This is all something that they made up in their mind, right? They exaggerated the story. This kind of exaggeration and almost like fairy tale kind of telling is a type uh, of lie. Also, hypocrisy is a type of lie. Hypocrisy is the uh, is a pretense of having a virtuous character. Or we can just say it's somebody who pretends, somebody who make believes, or somebody who's like an actor, right? The actor in a movie or somebody who's just acting to be a, a character, but he's not really that character. This is what hypocrisy is. I'm acting to be, you know, this person, but I'm really not this person. I'm acting to be this way so I can be accepted by my peers or appear to be cool or to be popular and so on or have things that I don't really have. Again, all of these is just I'm just acting, and the underlying foundation of hypocrisy is the lie. 
is the lie. And this is why the Lord rebuked, you know, the Pharisees, uh, so much because of their hypocrisy. He said to them, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. He says you're portraying something outside, but inside you're somebody else. And I'll tell you, Yanni, um, uh, social media and the whole media, our, our whole media presence really inflates this sin and encourages us to live in this kind of sin. Because you think about it when we portray ourselves online. Do we really portray a balanced impression of ourselves, our weaknesses and our strength? Or is it always an over-exaggeration of my strength? Or even, I don't even have a strength, but I pretend like I have this strength because this strength is something that's admired by my peers. This is exactly what it is. It helps us or encourages one to live a a hypocritical life, portraying to others who I'm really not. This is a type of lie. The last type of lie is bearing false witness um, or, or being a false witness. And this is witnessing or supporting a lie by our approval. Supporting a lie by our approval. For example, you say, says, you know, can men get pregnant? Oh yeah, they, I think they can get pregnant. Or yeah, I think I'm, I'm okay with this. This is supporting a lie because men can't get pregnant. Regardless of how many people say it and how long they say it, this is the reality, right? So this is like being a false witness is saying something that you know isn't true or at least approving of something that you know is not true. If you recall the story of um, Susanna that we read uh, in the Apocalypse Night, when two of the judges, the elder judges, accused her of, uh, or they wanted to uh, lie with her, and she said no, and they said, "Well, we're going to, you know, you know, bear false witness that a man was with you, although you were married." And he, they did this because she wanted to preserve her purity, you know. So them too, they bore false witness. They said of this woman something that wasn't. And this ultimately could have led her to be killed. But they did it anyway. Right? This is built on a lie. The same thing. The Lord was tried and crucified built on a lie. They bore false witness right, against him. This is the last type of lie. So what are some of the dangers of lying? Why is it so dangerous? You'll find lying is like a snowball. Lying breeds lying. The more I lie... You, or when I lie, I'll lie even more. Um, again, if we look at Ananias and Sapphira, the, initially what happened, they had some greed of money, or they wanted money. They said they sold the land for X amount, and they were going to give, and they gave all of this amount to the church. But really, they only gave this much, you know, uh, to the church. So it began by the lying of, okay, portraying that we're going to give everything, but we really gave a little bit. And then when St. Peter after uh, Ananias died, he asked Sapphira, did you sell the land for X amount? And she said, yes. So she said yes because they had already agreed to lie in the beginning. So the lie led to a lie. This is what you'll find. You'll find when I say a lie, and then I'm questioned about the lie, you know, I have to lie again to cover up the lie. And then you'll find you're making this whole virtual kind of scenario in your mind and hoping to convince another person that this whole story is correct although it was made up of multiple lies. So lying breeds lying. 
The second danger is that it separates us from God. If God is truth, the enemy is the liar, is the, is the father of lies, actually. In John chapter 8, verse 40, uh, 44, the Lord is speaking with the Pharisees and he says to them, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Where he, uh, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So he's the father of all liars. So meaning the moment that I lie, I make myself or align myself with the children of Satan, not the children of God. So it's, it's, it's critical. I can't be a child of God and be this kind of compulsive liar. And in uh, Revelations 22, uh, the last book of the Bible where it's describing for us the kingdom of heaven after everything is said and done. Satan and everyone else who you know, hate, loves the lie is all condemned, right? And now it's just speaking about the kingdom of heaven and God's presence. Look what he says. He says, but outside the kingdom of heaven are dogs, are sorcerers, are sexually... And here, dogs doesn't mean like animal dogs, um, but it means those who have denied uh, the truth or unpure. Uh, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever uh, loves and practices a lie. Whoever loves and practices a lie are among those who will be kept out of the kingdom of heaven. This is why this is this sin is so dangerous. And we look at it as being something that's trivial. This can be catastrophic in our life. Also, um, lies confuse and delude reality. Lies confuse and delude reality. The strategy for those who want to perpetuate a lie is the following. If we repeat it enough, all the time, everywhere, people will begin to believe it. And this is what you see around us. With all of the, you know, inception of um, the internet and all of these things, the communication between people is so much easier and so much faster. So to perpetuate a lie is very easy. You know, back in the, in the, in the times like the Second World War and the First World War, they had something called psychological warfare, where they take messages and drop it, you know, into the enemy territory, so the people will read it. And it's filled with a bunch of lies, with the intention of getting the soldiers to believe these lies, and therefore, they'll be weaker, uh, they'll be a weaker enemy. So the purpose was getting them to believe a lie, right? And if you look at now, with the ease of the dissemination of, uh, of information, it's very easy to propagate a lie. They'll, they'll put a lie in front of you in an ad. They'll put a lie in front of you on social media. They'll put a lie in front of you in the news. They'll put a lie in front of you, you know, uh, um, you know, um, in music. So you find the lie is everywhere. So you begin to think, okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe the lie is true, right? So lies breed confusion and they distort reality. But I think the greater problem with this that we have to understand is that we can never meet God in a lie or in a false reality or in a delusion. We will never meet God in any of these spaces. If there's a space that's a lie, we never meet God there. If I make up a scenario in my mind, I'll never meet God there. If I'm deluded thinking that the lie is truth, I will never meet God, I'll never meet Him there. The only place we can really meet God is the um, uh, reality of the present moment. The present moment, the real time, the here and now. Not where I'm so... Again, spending so much time 
on the phone and on social media and all these things is a time we're away sometimes from reality, from the here and now. I can fantasize about what people are doing, what people are posting, all I want to. But then what about meeting God at the here and the now? Um, also, lies deprive us of the help we might desperately need. For example, a student who comes home and lies to their parents about a grade they received. Why are they lying? Because they don't want to be punished by their parent. Right? So if they lie about this and their parent believes that they got an A when they actually got a D or an F, then what happens? They continue their same, you know, destructive behavior. And the bad grades will continue. Right? But what happens when they come home and they tell the truth? Yes, they'll receive a discipline. And perhaps maybe they're distracted by their phone, so their parents will take the phone away. But the, the purpose of this discipline is not to, you know, um, uh, torture a kid, but it's to get them to refocus on what things are more important. And when we take the phone away, then I can also aid them and help them to study so that they do well. But as, as long as I lie, then I'll never get the help that I truly need. This is why any kind of addiction, you know, therapy, the first thing, the first step is what to admit what, that I need help. And the second is, the help can't come from me, it needs to come from someone else. So the idea is, I must be truthful, I must be honest in order to receive help. If I lie, I will never get the help that I need. And I'll continue in this negative, destructive behavior. Also, lies tarnish our credibility. People will never believe us. You know the story about the boy who cried wolf? He was with his father, uh, and he was playing outside. His father was doing something outside, and he said, I want to go play in the woods. And he says, okay, and he goes and plays in the woods and starts crying, wolf, wolf. So his father leaves what he's doing and goes after him. And he gets there and the kid starts laughing and he says, it was just a joke. And he did this one, two, three times. And then the fourth time he was going to the woods and then really there was a wolf there. And he says, wolf, wolf. And his dad says, well, he's just kidding. So then he's stuck now just him and and the wolf face to face. So sometimes, you know, um, when I lie over, then it tarnishes my credibility. How would anybody anybody believe me if I'm just a constant uh, liar? That's why people, when they come and say, Buna, I swear, I ask them, why do you swear? Why do you feel like you have to swear? If you have to swear, that means you're lying. In order for people to believe you, you have to swear. This is why the Bible tells us, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If I always told the truth, then my yes would be understood as yes, and my no would be understood as no. It wouldn't be, you know, flipped or taken vice versa. All human relationships need an element of uh, trust. So breaking that trust will destroy the relationships, again, that we need. Lastly is that lies hinder our repentance. Lies hinder our repentance. Um, As I said, the uh, lies are the foundation of hypocrisy. And um, living a lie to fool others into believing that I'm someone else I can never really repent if I'm living or believing a lie because I think I'm somebody else or I believe I'm somebody else or I justify what I'm doing is right. So this will certainly hinder one's uh, repentance because we're always, we'd be justified in our own eyes. Um, for the sake of time, I promise that I'll leave with you any, uh, something to try to practice during this week. So I'll just mention one point today and we'll mention the rest, God willing, next week. The one thing I'll say is that we need to be precise with our words. We need to be precise with our words. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. 
And the Lord says, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. What's more than yes and no is from the evil one. You may use phrases like, I don't want to answer, or I don't know, or I will answer you later, rather than lying. And you can just simply say, I don't want to answer, I don't want to talk about it, rather than fabricating any lie. Let your last be yes and your no be no. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.